Hello, everybody. Welcome to the SideQuest Podcast. I'm Luke. And I'm BJ. And we're going to start this podcast a bit differently today. Uh, some things happened over this past week since we uh, we last talked, and uh, not very good things. Yeah, uh, quite the opposite, actually. So if you have been following any type of gaming news recently, you may have heard uh, Activision and Blizzard, or Activision Blizzard, because it's the same thing, are being sued by the entirety state of the California. Mm-hmm. I said that weird, but whatever. You get the gist. Yeah. A state is suing uh, the company after a two-year investigation into their workplace culture. I think it's there's like 13 counts of different act, like charges. Jeez. One of them is assault. Uh, pretty much, uh, Activision has an unfair workplace environment to women. Uh, it is pretty much a frat boy culture type of workplace. Men come in drunk as hell, play video games on the clock. And you think, oh, from video game studio, why not? But no, like, just play Warzone. Like, they're just regularly just playing Warzone with the boys on company time. Um, they are very, it's very sexist. Um, women are passed over for positions, straight up fired for things that another male coworker did that they just were like oh it's guys being guys um a lot of a lot of terrible shit but the one that gets me is and again allegedly because there's there's technically i don't think any like quote-unquote undeniable proof yet that's surfaced but a woman took her life on a business trip because one guy brought sex toys and was being real creepy to her and like pretty much being a total asshole and uh yeah, she killed herself because of it. So, I am very much an innocent till proven guilty guy, but there's a lot of damning evidence to this. Yeah. To where it's very hard to go. Uh, over a two-year investigation, like it, it'd that's be a lot of time. It'd be one thing if, like, if they if this came out and a lot of the like, a lot of the Activision employees were saying no, like what this isn't how it is now like yeah yeah, maybe like a year ago but like not anymore no but they're all like there's apparently a walkout incoming there's all these employees are saying like no this is not how it goes like you have the higher-ups sending emails apologizing to the employees now that this has come to light so that's pretty damning to me well not even just that but like they're straight up saying don't talk to the outlets talk to hr instead which is very much like, don't you dare fucking snitch on us. Yeah, but if they felt that they could go to HR, they would have. HR well, is part of the problem. So, it's something I've noticed about a lot of companies. HR is for the company's benefit. Of course. It's not for the individual. Mm-hmm. For most companies. Obviously, there's some that probably have a really good HR, but definitely not Activision. Yeah. But we wanted to start this podcast before we, we went in, just kind of talk about it a little bit and... Yeah, there's no way we couldn't shine a light on it in some way because it's fucked up and people need to know. And just with a lot of... And it's it's happening more and more. Like, obviously, we had the Me Too movement in the movie industry. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's it obviously is taking certain people like Kevin Spacey and... Uh, not, not Epstein, Weinstein. Weinstein um, yeah. And, like, taking these people and being like, you're terrible people. You shouldn't have a job in this space. Mm-hmm. And we had like the the mini Me Too movement in the video game industry recently, but it's kind of it's you're having these random spurts here and there for specific companies. We had the Riot Games stuff a couple years ago, mm-hmm. maybe like a year, I think 2019 maybe. Um, Ubisoft twice, and now Activision Blizzard. But this one is the most serious one because it's it's actual. This is this will most likely go to court, mm-hmm. and even if it doesn't, 
they're now going to be known as a company that got sued by the state of California for for its workplace environment. Yeah. No matter what, like, they're still going to, like, the thing what, what sucks, though, is they're probably still going to be okay. Next Call of Duty is going to get announced, get pre-ordered like hell. Because there's people who only play Call of Duty. Yeah. Not to mention all the people who only play Blizzard games. Like, the WoW people who play especially because of WoW, or people who just play Overwatch. I feel so bad for the people who really want Diablo 4 now. Yeah. Because it's, like, the people that play... <clears throat> excuse me. Especially the Blizzard games. They... You have a lot of LGBT people that are fans of their stuff. And they're not going to be comfortable supporting them anymore. So... And it, it's, it's very different. Like, I bring up this a lot, but J.K. Rowling... Her stance is very different because while she doesn't agree with trans people, mm-hmm. she's not openly like telling you to kill them and be a total dick. Like she's she's being kind of an asshole, but like she's still donating to the Trevor Project. She's still being really cool about LGBT, LGB, and Q. Uh, and it's 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 like uh, she doesn't like trans people, but like. It's less, and then you know, as long as it's like the Hogwarts Legacy video game is one thing where I think more people can stomach because she's not she's not directly involved. She's not directly involved. She's gonna get money from it, but she's not directly involved. And um, you know, there's a lot of people, trans included, who are working on that game. Yeah. So it, that's a bit different. Where Activision is a publisher. Where now, when you find out the shit they did, because it's one thing. Oh, you don't like a certain group of people. One thing when someone died, took their life because because of something you could have stopped, and because your workplace culture is terrible. Like, I'll give people a pass on wanting to get Hogwarts Legacy or still liking Harry Potter because that's a separate entity from J.K. Like, Rowling as a person. Like, yeah, and versus well, and even then, like, yes, she's directly linked to it. There's still more you can kind of say, like, hey, she's at least, like, yes, yeah, she's in, like, trans people, but, like, a lot of her contribute, 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 bleh, contributions to, like, LGBTQ support groups and things like that, sure, she may say things, but she is indirectly supporting trans people in a way. Mm-hmm. Activision, and then Ubisoft, and all of these uh, companies like this, and maybe more if more comes out like this. This is fucked. Yeah, it's... With J.K. Rowling, it's more of a ignorance issue. Whereas with Activision, it just feels like pure evil. Like, maybe it's just because I was raised, right? Don't touch people. Like, yeah, like how, how do we have to keep fucking telling people this shit? Like, don't... Like, I don't get it. Like, I would never, like... If, if a girl was uncomfortable for me being around her... I just back the fuck off. Exactly. Like there, obviously, obviously, if you're in a job with someone, there, it's a you have to coincide with people, and there's that mince. But like, I wouldn't make a point to try to be nice and try to come in and be like, well, no, no, you know, I'll, I'll make her like me. Fuck off. I'll just like, okay, cool, whatever. She doesn't want. She's not. She's not vibing. I'm out. And I would, I would never come up and just start like getting handsy with people. Like that's what gets me is I'm like I don't get that. Yeah, it's like. The people that do that kind of shit have never been punished for anything in their lives. And oh yeah, really shows. Like I don't, I don't touch anybody, even if, even if I'm cool with somebody. Like I don't go in for hugs, you know, 
because like I don't I, I'm fucking horrified of making people uncomfortable like I think the most we've done is like fist bump like yeah. realistically and like we're pretty good friends mm-hmm. and it's like I've known you for close to like over a decade years yeah. <laughs> like we like we're, we've known each other the longest and yeah like I probably like yeah I'd probably hug BJ but it'd be like it's not something that I just like randomly do you know what I mean yeah but like that and again like there's a certain point of of coworkers where they're like yeah you can be friends with your coworkers but there is still this level of there's a professional there's a block. layer to yes it there is a block to that that prevents some intimacy there yeah and the fact that they said it's a frat boy culture there that people are coming to work drunk as hell playing video games on the clock and not like not for their job they're just playing warzone just cuz like it's and like these people are like what they said cubicle hopping where they're just coming into other people's cubicles and just talking and being creepy it's so sick dude not in the good sick yeah it's it's like this is so gross and disgusting for the people this is happening to it's virtually an inescapable situation because they can leave but at that point what is the company gonna do to silence them and keep them out of the industry so like there's no winning for them at this point there's another thing too is i see a lot of people like there's some people who are like well why aren't why aren't more people in the company speaking out about that i'm like well because if they do they're fired right they might get they like they lose their job and their money that they might be using to support their family uh they could be silenced and blacklisted in the industry like there's a lot of problems it's like yes in a in a perfect world you you could just speak out and be fine world we wouldn't have this shit happening in the first place but exactly there's a lot of weird problems that arise from this because it's like like right now it's a lot easier for it to speak out because everybody knows now yeah it's very easy to where okay now you have the sympathy of the video game world the seal's been broken so now it's so now you can speak out uh i think one of the old activision like like not ceos but like a boss like came out and was like i am so sorry that this happened even when i was there and like like doing apology i don't know if it was genuine or sincere but like there are these things where even people like him were coming out after all this saying i can say something now yeah and that sucks and like it again i'm giving this man the benefit of the doubt i don't actually know him or if he's being honest but like but even if he was a fully genuine good person the fact that the voices of people like that are being silenced is wrong in itself yeah like this whole situation is terrible and anytime this happens me and bj are going to talk about on the podcast we're gonna say something um just because this sucks like this doesn't need to happen like being a gamer and hearing this fucking sucks because like yeah especially if you only play those call of duty games every year like that's got to be heartbreaking Especially after seeing all the inclusion that they put into the most recent games. Yeah. Like, it's got to break somebody's heart out there. And, like, a big thing, too, for, for me is, like, gaming's supposed to be different from the movie industry. It's supposed to be different from all these other industries. And, yeah, you're going to have bad people in everywhere, every walk of life. That's, that's, that is a part of it. Right. But when it becomes so intrinsically part of that culture, mm-hmm. like there, there's a reason why people don't like gaming nerds because it's like, oh, we're smelly, sexist, misogynistic pieces of garbage. Mm-hmm. And it's like, 
when you look at that and look at Activision, you're like, well, damn, yeah. Yeah, like that's the forefront of the uh, the imagery that people have of this community. I mean, when you find out that, oh yeah, the Call of Duty devs touch women inappropriately and are creepy dudes, like, yeah, then that that's one of the most popular gaming franchises. Yeah. So it, it looks negatively on everybody, and which sucks because there are some great people in this industry. And now it's like, they're going to get overshadowed. And then, like, especially if, if Activision wins these lawsuits, and then it turns into, well, great, now anyone can. You know what I mean? Yeah, that'll be a terrible precedent if that's what ends up happening. The thing, the thing that needs to happen with a lot of these companies, which is why it's going to suck, it's, it's going to be a long road coming, is they need to restructure. People need to get fired. You need to restructure the whole company. And that's that sucks for that company because it very well could be the end of it. Yeah. Like, the reason Activision could even be afloat right now is because of the way it's structured. Because but, they found a winning, a winning strategy, but it's on the backs of these workers who are getting harassed. But if that's the case and they can't overcome that, then they don't deserve to exist. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. As much as I say it, Call of Duty is just a game series and it's an IP that can go to somebody else. Yeah, and it's just a fucking first-person shooter. You know, like, we don't have a lot of those. Yeah. So, yeah. I think we've said a good a bit, and, you know, we wanted to start the episode with this, just kind of, because it needs a serious moment. I feel like we... We'll, and we'll do this again. Um, I want to do this with the Ubisoft thing, but I think we kind of just forgot in the grand scheme of it, but... Yeah. This one was just way worse. Yeah, this one is... That kind of dwarf thing. I, I recommend looking into a lot of this. Bloomberg has a good article about it. Uh, the actual um, like document is only 30 pages. If you want to see everything they're being like charged and everything for, I fully recommend reading it. It's made for people like us to understand. It's not a bunch of legal jargon that we wouldn't get. Yeah. Fully recommend reading it. I did. It's. Uh, I will give a warning. There's some sick shit in there. Don't. So don't go in with a faint heart and expect to be like, oh, well, you know, it's just they're just gonna say no. They they talk about some things. So be very careful. If that's very triggering to you, so. But, yeah. yeah. So that's a uh, rousing start to the podcast. Yes. Uh, but you know, it, it needed to be said. Definitely, and I'm glad we we started off with this. Yeah. So we can get into the more lighthearted conversations. Now it can be fun. So, BJ, what have you been playing? Well, um, I've been doing a little more Monster Hunter stories. Uh, still really liking the grind in that. Um, I started playing Skyward Sword HD. Okay, I need to ask, how is it? Like, have you played both motion and regular? I've not played motion controls okay. yet. Um, How's then the handheld then? It feels like someone made a weird PC port of Skyward Sword that wasn't official, and then added controller support to it, if that makes sense. So it feels like a fan port. Yeah, um... Because, like, everything in the game is basically the same. There's, like, some small quality of life stuff that doesn't make it drag like it did on the Wii. And then if you bought an Amiibo, you get fast travel. Yeah. Uh, fuck that decision. That should have been a... Uh, Just in the game. Yeah. I mean, I would have bought the Amiibo if it did nothing, and I still did. But I'm pissed off that it has such a huge functionality that changes the whole game. Yep. Um... But the thing that pisses me off most about that is the camera control. Because you have to hold one of the bumpers down and then use the stick that swings your sword. 
and sometimes it doesn't register the button press quick enough so it's like you just kind of fuck around with your sword a bit and then it switches into the camera mode so it's it's very strange and hard to get used to but i'm liking the bones of the game um the story is interesting so far i've always loved zelda's lore um and this one is like the earliest in the lore yes and somehow it's going to tie into breath of the wild too like it's very clear to me now with uh with the like the, the sky part of breath of the wild too yeah like, yeah i mean that's kind of nintendo's mo is they'll they'll like they they'll release something because it's gonna you know do something with it's like when when uh when they announced uh like uh, that big weird pokemon presentation i think i talked about this before where they they said we're really excited for the new godzilla movie and people were like why and they go oh because they got dynamaxing in pokemon yeah um speaking of pokemon uh i've actually been getting super into pokemon unite um it's really the first moba that i've tried to get into i played one game of league once when i was drunk and high and i don't really remember most of it it's probably a good thing yeah league is like arguably one of the most toxic like communities and games ever yeah but uh pokemon unite has been solid so far i'm level nine trainer level i think um the battle pass was like two dollars so that's not bad and then uh all the pokemon and items that you can get you can really just unlock before level 10 essentially um so there's really no reason to pay money if you really want to get into this game um the the grind is really fun i like the differences in all the pokemon um the skins are a little weird like i don't know why they decided to do that yeah i just would have done like here's instead of skins here's just more pokemon yeah because like how many like different skins of league of legends characters are there now that they count as different characters to the point where it's like probably a thousand yeah you could definitely do all the pokemon at some point i do like that it's uh the way they structure it is like if you're playing say talonflame like i do you start off as fletchling and then as you go through it you gain attacks and evolve and everything so i think that's a nice little layer to it but uh I need to get better at it. I, I'm not good at MOBAs yet, so uh, we'll see how that goes. It's one of those weird games where I'm, I'm going to try it out. Mm -hmm. Me and my brother want to try it, but I'm not, a, I'm not a MOBA guy. Hit me up when you want to. I'll, I'll jump in the party with y'all. That sounds fun. Anything else? Nah, pretty much just those three. What have you been playing? Uh, I beat Yakuza Kiwami. Nice. I'm um, on Kiwami 2. Uh, I took a bit of a break to play that new Death Store game. Uh, very good game so far. I've given it, uh, I think, like an hour and a half. Uh, just played a little bit before work. It's very good. I, I fully recommend people play it. It's, it's kind of this it's minimalist art style, but it, it's a very like difficult game. It, it, it's a Souls-like type of thing, but... It's, it's a more accessible, approachable one because it's it's more of like a cartoony art style. It's more ad adventurous, you know. You're exploring and a little bit of puzzle solving. But all in all, so far, what I, I like I like the game. Uh, I've heard nothing but good things about it. That's why I picked it up. Yeah. Uh, everybody I've heard talk about it, it's like, yo, this game's great. Uh, and it's very short. It's an indie, so you can beat it probably in in one day. But, you gotta love those indies that are yeah. just chock full of good shit all the way through and can be finished fairly quickly. Yeah, so I'm I'm probably have more to say next week. Um, 
But Yakuza Kiwami 2 is really good. Mm -hmm. uh, it is... It's the Dragon Engine, which is what they've done 6 onward. So Kiwami 2 was after 6, and then they did Judgment. So it's very much like, ah, yeah, no, this is... This is that good shit. Back when I was working at GameStop, I used to hear people say that Kiwami and Kiwami 2 were like cream of the crop for Yakuza stuff. Well, because like they're... They're great remakes of... So, it's funny. So, Yakuza 0 mm -hmm. was the game that came out, and then they made Kiwami, which is built on the grounds of Zero, remaking the first game. So, Kiwami is absolutely a sequel to Zero in every way possible. And it's weird because Yakuza Kiwami 2 is the sequel to Kiwami, but the spiritual successor to 6. Interesting. Because it takes the 6 gameplay adds some of the old features back into it and like kind of refines it a bit now i've never played six but i'm going based off what other people said uh but so far i like it and thankfully because i played judgment i have a background in the dragon engine mm -hmm. but because i got so used to the original yakuza stuff jumping into kwami 2 was like whoa hard divide so you walk uh, so in the previous Yakuza games, you kind of could, like, jog. Kiryu just now walks at a leisurely pace, and you can sprint. Um, there's a shit ton of ragdoll physics in this game. It's like punching someone, and they go flying. They ragdoll away. Nice. And it's it's so funny. Um, the heat actions in this game are hilarious. Side stories are cooler, because now if you, if you like, get allies, and you mm -hmm. fight near them... They, they can help you like I, I saved like I beat up this guy who was harassing this dominatrix chick and I fought again next to her and I saw the heat action button so I pressed it and she threw me like a dominatrix whip and I just whipped the fuck out of a dude and he like died he like died and it was like oh this is so cool I can't believe that guy was wearing an Activision pin too oh you know right <laughs> <laughs> bro no but like for real this game is so like Yakuza is a great series like if you haven't played it there's so many jumping on points at this point, like yeah. Zero, Judgment, Like a Dragon. You could probably skip Zero and just go to Kiwami. Like, there's a lot of good points now. I'm hopping in on Judgment. I tried six. Wasn't a good starting point. Well, yeah, no, that's the end of the whole saga. Yeah. So, yeah, not a good starting end point. Um, but either Zero or Judgment, honestly, for you. I think Like a Dragon you would like, but it's definitely... It's still a 50-hour game, but it's still a game where it's like... It's a turn-based game. Mm -hmm. And I feel like those, you have to be in the mindset to play for hours on end. Yeah, I've got to be real depressed to get that deep into a turn-based game. Like, for me, it's why I like action games. I can pick up and put down those. Just like, yeah, do a, do a couple mini-games, mm -hmm. beat up some dudes, I'm done. Turn-based battles can take forever. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, they're, it's, a good, it's a good game. I really, I really like it. Um, well, I haven't played it. Uh, by the time we talk next, I will have The Ascent is the new uh not big but it's the next xbox exclusive game mm -hmm. uh it's a twin stick shooter cyberpunk themed love that shit. um and it's co-op so that's cool i think it's three player co-op i think it's a weird number but interesting i think at least i think that's what i read but it is an exclusive to this xbox and pc platforms and a lot of xbox fans have been very excited about it because it, it definitely feels like Microsoft, it, I don't know the actual details behind it, but it really feels like Microsoft's like, there's something here, let's get it. And they they paid for it. And it, it looks really cool. I highly recommend people look up some trailers. It comes out the 29th. So. I feel like we're in a 
renaissance for twin stick shooters right now oh yeah totally like the ikaruga re-release r-type final two this now it, in it it's very cool because um i don't know uh i'm not a twin stick guy but there's something about the idea of them mm-hmm. where i'm like i want to play that i really want i really want a good one you know what i mean um i is this twin stick no it's, it's bullet hell i was gonna say enter the gungeon but mm. i did play that and i love that game that one's great um but yeah i think uh, that's pretty much all i've been playing and then i will be playing that in like two days so take a little break from kiwami probably beat that and then be good to go hell yeah you have the first topic today I'll let you start the, start this off. Okay, everybody. Um, if you haven't heard of this, which if you're following video games as closely as we do, you probably have. Um, but I have always been very interested in the Olympics. Um, Sonic and Mario kind of yeah. pushed that over the edge for me. But uh, ever since that game came out, I think I was in middle school. It was like the first one on the Wii. I was like, okay, maybe... Because these... The competition seems interesting to me. I'll watch a couple of them. And then the Winter Olympics are the best shit in the entire world. Love those. Um, but this this year, the Tokyo 2020 Redux uh, Olympics. I love that it's still the Tokyo 2020. Yeah, because they're like, we didn't, we couldn't do it last year. But damn it, we're doing it this year. Yeah, they're just going to do the next one in like three years, I think. But um, they, they started... The opening ceremony. Um, they had the lighting and torch and everything. Quite a beautiful ceremony. Lots of uh, Japanese uh, legends in baseball were there. Um, some healthcare workers carried the torch, which was very fitting. Um, but then they started the Parade of Nations, I believe they call it, where they bring in every athlete from every country, every country and everything. Um, and when that started, the Dragon Quest theme started playing, and I shit my pants. It was a really so I didn't see it live, but I saw like the like a YouTube video, mm-hmm. and I'm like, all right, cool, 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 and like the same thing. I'm like, this is oddly familiar. I'm like, wait, no, there's no way. And I just kept watching, so I'm like, ah, oh, whatever. This is probably like whatever. You got some more stuff. And I'm like, all right, this, I know this. I know this song. They played the Final Fantasy Victory theme. They played the Kingdom Hearts Olympus Coliseum song. They played music from near. With the lyrics. With that weird made-up babble language. And they were getting hyped for it. <laughs> All the athletes were jumping around and they were fucking in there. It it was it was really cool. Like it was so cool seeing that as like a fan of these games. Cause I'm, I'm like, I got like that weird, like proud dad moment. I'm yeah. Like, oh hell yeah! Like, look at that recognition, you know. I have a list here okay. um, of all the songs they played. We have uh, Roto's theme from Dragon Quest, mm-hmm. the Victory Fanfare, Final Fantasy. They had a lot of Tales of songs, which is very shocking to me because like Tales of is, while it's a good one, I, I don't know if it's as popular as I think some it's, people like it's to think really it is. Really niche here, but over there, it's like 
on par with Dragon Quest Fair. and Final Fantasy. So I was gonna say Dragon Quest is like a cultural phenomenon. People ask off work for that game. Yeah, that that'll shut down their <laughs> economy when that comes out. Um, a lot of Monster Hunter stuff. Chrono Trigger. That one got me. That one was insane. I was like, yes. <laughs> Uh, we had some Ace Combat songs, which, which I thought was interesting. I don't know if that's a Japanese it game. It is. Okay. Well, the then. the next, the most recent one, however, was more like realistic, because mm-hmm. they're usually pretty like fantasy esque while being airplane stuff. But the Ace Combat Seven was like Call of Duty but planes. I think is what it was. Yeah, that's that's how I remember it when it came out. Uh, we had some stuff from Pro Evolution Soccer, very fitting. Um, fantasy Star, Gradius. The Saga series, Soul Calibur, and most importantly, we had Starlight Zone from Sonic. Mm, yeah, baby. That was insane. It was really cool that, like, and I love that because it was in Tokyo. Yeah. They were like, hey, hold up. They're like, let's, you know what let's we're about. Flex all these, like, excellent composi- composi- composers' music, mm-hmm. these excellent compositions, and just be like, these are all from us. And then when they started the um, the actual like ceremony with the dance and everything, they started it off with a kabuki performance, which was great. And then the first song that they played was uh, during the dance number was Final Fantasy XIII, the boss theme. Uh, I didn't see that, dude. Now I got to. Holy shit! I think it was thirteen. At least. Thirteen? Okay, I I will know because I as much as I, that game is kind of shit, I love thirteen. So yeah, no, I that's that's so cool. Like I'm not an Olympics guy, I don't give a shit about sports, but like that like it's still cool to see those collide in that way where it's like we're in Tokyo and we're going to make short video game music because that's what we're fucking nail. They also intercut footage of the um the actual functioning Gundam on the NBC yeah, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> That was great. <laughs> Dude, okay, I love that they have a functioning Gundam. Yeah. Japan was like, no, fuck you, we're making one. The next war needs to be fought with Gundams. <laughs> we're g- The next war, because, damn it, we are going to have one. Japan is going to rock in with Gundams, <laughs> and we'll lose. We're just going to have Pacific Rim pieces of shit. It's going to be like a 98 Honda Civic rolling up to the fight. But yeah... We needed to talk about that. Um, As such a, it, it was definitely like, I suppose that we start the podcast. That was definitely like the feel good. Oh shit, this is awesome. Yeah, like it's hard. It was hard not to be like grinning like a child. The whole ceremony really just made me tear up. Not just because of the music, but seeing like the camaraderie and like just the friendship of all these athletes from yeah. different nations. Like it, it's really easy to forget in this day and age because all the news that we see is bad news but there is still goodness between nations normal people are normal people everywhere and we can all come together for something like this there, great. there are people who are who just respect each other regardless yeah. of what your religion creed sexuality nationality whatever it's like we're all still cool people and that's what it should be like everybody should be able to make decisions they want within legal reasons but also just like there, sh- there should be no reason why a Christian and an atheist and a Muslim and a Jewish man can't be friends. Exactly. There should be no reason why a straight guy, a gay guy, and lesbian co- like can't be friends. Like, And I think the, Olympi- the Olympics show that. Mm-hmm. And what better way to show unity than through video game music? Because, gosh, 
Damn, that was so good. <laughs> I could see it on a lot of their faces, especially when uh, Ireland came out. Like, I could see on their faces they knew what was going on. They were they, like, they I know this it. song, bro. <laughs> yeah. It was, oh, it's so good. It was, it was definitely like I was cheesing the whole time, bro. I was like, Ew. yeah, it was a great day. Uh, I'm going to get the first little news article, I guess, out. Mm-hmm. This is a leak or a rumor, I guess. So take it with a grain of salt until we have official confirmation. Netflix might be making a Dragon Age TV show. Ooh. And if it's anything like Castlevania, God dang it, make it great. Animate it and just fuck it do origins just do the series all right i'm just all i'm saying or like do some of the like animate the comic line because there's a lot of good stuff that dragon age fans do not get because some of them won't read comics and and having an animated version of that to bridge the gaps between the games i think would be perfect i think netflix just needs a division that does adaptations now after seeing castlevania because yeah. i've met so many people where i'm like oh do you like castlevania and they're like yeah i love that anime yeah, like not having any idea. Don't know it's an, an actual game series, mm-hmm. and the fact that it can stand on its own is huge. Yep. Um, I'm not reading that news article because it's Activision related. Um, the Astros Playroom developer Team Asobi is making a th- new 3D action game, according to their LinkedIn. And if you haven't played Astros Playroom, probably because you don't have a PS4 or PS5, but. The best implementation of the dual sense. Yeah. And if they can make a full game, like a full $60, 30 hour thing with that same input, because they have the best knowledge of that tech now. Yeah. And they can do whatever they want with a, with an action game. So do it. I'm excited for that if that's whatever they do. Yeah, that'll be, that'll be one to look out for for sure. That'll probably be the PS5 killer app for a while. Yeah. Um... PUBG might be going free-to-play. That's is, interesting. It's really, yeah, probably the best way they can compete now because I think they're still the only paid one Yeah, in the Battle Royale great. space. Yeah, so it probably would be good because now if you have free-to-play, more people will download it and try it out. Yeah, and I mean, it's a really solid game. I think if the people that only do free-to-play stuff would get into that, it would quickly become a lot of their favorites. Yeah, I think I just make it better on consoles because holy shit. Yeah. I remember when, it, when I first got it on Xbox, I was like, Jesus Christ. I also played it on Xbox and it was pretty rough. Yeah, I, I don't. I didn't play it when it released on PlayStation, but I, I heard it got a little better. But mm-hmm. I think by now it should be good. Should hopefully we'll see. Um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla's The Siege of Paris DLC is going to release uh, on August twelfth. Which cool? I think this is the last bit for Valhalla. It seems like a pretty lame DLC, The Siege of Paris. Well, it's based on you know, obviously real shit, but yeah, like, but you just ride into Paris and they go, "We saw in there." <laughs> I'm not paying twenty bucks for that. <laughs> there, it's Assassin's Creed. There's gonna be more uh, behind the scenes, like brotherhood shit. I think make them surrender. Yeah, that's the thing. Make them surrender. <laughs> um. This one is interesting, and I want to know what you think about this, because so this uh, this is 4chan, so take this with a fucking grain of salt. Of course. But the alleged NetherRealm Marvel game roster. So I think we could talk about this for a minute. But yes, the roster, I'm very interested to hear the this. Os- the roster is as follows, possibly. <laughs> Captain America, Thor, Iron Man, Black Widow, Hawkeye, Wolverine, oh, yes. Black Panther, Spider-Man, Groot and Rocket duo character. 
Nice. Blade, Gamora, Moon Knight, Ghost Rider, Gambit, Shang-Chi, Kitty Pride, Invisible Woman, Mr. Fantastic, Hulk, Scar, Doc Ock, Blob, Mojo, Bullseye, Mephisto, Dakin, Armin Zola, Venom, Abomination, Deacon Frost, Madam Mask, and a pre-order bonus would be Deadpool. Hell yeah. With the first deal DLC pack being Daredevil, Cyclops, Raiden, and Kylo Ren. What the fuck? I know this is probably not real, but because it's... But dude, that'd be so sick. Wow. That's a good roster. That would be great if they could get all those to work. And then, here's the thing with that. Because Marvel and Disney are owned, they could easily get Kylo Ren to show up in that game. And I would be all for it. That would be insane. Like, there's some characters in there that I'm like, I don't know who that is, but hell yeah. I think show me some. When you said Dakin, I stopped listening for a couple seconds because I was like, isn't that like Wolverine's son? Yeah, uh, let me make sure I have it. I think, yeah, Dakin is Wolverine's son. Uh Wow. Like the the Chinese like from the Chinese lady. If you know if you've ever seen the Wolverine movie, mm-hmm. it's that uh ja- Chinese lady, sorry, Japanese lady. That's uh, my fault. <laughs> um but yeah, he's the son of uh Wolf- of Logan and her. That's a very Nether Realm inclusion though. Yeah, no, yeah, of course it is. Like that seems that alone makes me think there might be something to that. Well, so here's the thing, right? So, have you read the Injustice comic book series? I haven't read them personally, but I've I know the plot synopsis. Tom Taylor writes those, and he is arguably one of the best guys DC has because yeah, like that's he did Deceased and Injustice. Those are the two biggest DC books, honestly, pretty much ever. <laughs> I love Deceased because it it does the passing of the torch way better than DC did. Yeah. Oh, Damian Wayne, he's Batman now because Batman died. Oh, Superman gives it to Jonathan. Power Girl is or not Power Girl, sorry, uh, Wonder Girl. New Wonder Woman. Like they actually do the passing of the torch correctly. Mm-hmm. Also, it's a really cool zombie story. Yeah, very solid. Um also, I got to give the shout out because Tom Taylor also Red Hood fan like I am mm-hmm. just made Red Hood a central character to the second book and I was like yes yeah yes that was a uh, that was one of the most interesting parts of that story to me like when he shows up to the bat cave and just sees them there he's like damn that was powerful and also I love I love uh, when he's riding on the Batmobile he's got the Joker's corpse <laughs> strapped to it and Commissioner Gordon's like isn't that a bit much he's like bitch killed me let me have this. <laughs> uh, like he, like that's what's cool about it is it's why I love Tom Taylor stuff is because he understands DC characters, mm-hmm. except Green Arrow because he has a weird hard on for killing that guy. Dies in both Injustice and in uh, <laughs> I don't I haven't read Injustice two like the sequel one. I haven't read that uh, one either. I would not be surprised if he kills off the Green Arrow they brought back <laughs> in for the sequel. <laughs> yeah, I could see that happening very easily. <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, I I think if they can get someone from Marvel who knows these characters like Tom Taylor knows these characters and they do this, man, I cannot wait for that game. Yeah. That is a hefty roster, though. Like, That's a lot. Yeah, so and it, that's why I'm kind of like I don't believe it slightly because even Injustice didn't have, I don't think, that much. If, if that is a legitimate leak, I could see that being the list of characters that they're twiddling, but like, you know, trying to get them down to where they need to be. But what they have there, I see a lot of people going like, I don't see how how Kylo Ren uh, could work 
in this and i'm like well we saw star wars characters in soul caliber so yeah granted like, that was those before disney i think but still kylo ren basically has the arc of cyclops anyway yeah so perfect i yeah i think that's cool and then having raiden yeah i saw another leak where it was a different dlc list but melina was in there instead mm. and i'm like good give me her and just give me the skin of megan the stallion as <laughs> melina in the game and i'll be set hell yeah uh anything else you want to add on that one or uh i did have something but it's escaped me um uh put omni man in that bitch oh please <laughs> please <laughs> did you see ed boone retweeted that picture yeah he was like dude that'd be so sick but i don't think we're gonna be able to and i'm like Argh! that's they wanted him in mk11 and i'm like please dude <laughs> let him have that rated m fight style oh it'd be so awesome i would buy that day one just for him uh nintendo is ending submissions for new 3ds and wii u eShop games uh as of april 2022 so that is officially the day those those systems die because as long as the shop stays open i'm okay with it nintendo's been pretty good it took them how long for the wii shop to close <sighs> close to like 10 15 years so they're there i feel like they'll be fine uh it's probably a good idea to start, like, if you have a 3DS and you want to get some, some digital games, probably try to get them sooner rather than later. Yeah, um, because the physical stuff has blown the fuck up. We were at McKay's today. How uh, many How many 3DS, like, without the case, yeah, like, just DS and base 3DS cartridge. games? Well, like, Dragon Quest VI was $105. For reference, I was at GameStop a week ago, saw Devil Survivor Overclocked in there for $20. Uh, no case or anything. Still a fair price for that game. There's a lot of content and replayability there. I think I paid 15 for it when I bought it. Um, but I would have bought that copy. Uh, we went to McKay's today. They had a copy for $105. Yep. No case, no manual. Not even a blank case with no cover art. Um, so buy your games digitally if you can. Things like Project Cross Zone have been like removed, I think. But, uh, that, and I think that's just because of marketing the and licensing. licensing. is insane, that game. But, uh... Hey, Yakuza games are in, I think, too. Or Yakuza characters, I think, are in, too. That's true. Majima, Kiryu, I think it's just those two. There might be one more. I bought that cartridge before the big physical spike. Yeah, for real. I, I just can't get into a lot of that. Like, it sucks, because, like, there's some... Like, it's why, like, I think if... I, it sucks, because I had Freedom Wars for Vita. I sold it because I got rid of my Vita, yeah. and now I looked. I'm like that. That bitch is expensive. I went to a wholesale store once, and they had stacks of unopened Freedom Wars for five dollars a piece. And I wish I could just go back God, in time yeah. and get one for you now. I wish we just bought all of them, just yeah. resell them all at that point. Not for not for like a hundred whatever. Just normal like thirty dollars. We'd still make profit for the five we spent on it. And people that actually want to play that game would get two at a fair yeah. price. Especially because they were unopened. Like, yeah. that's a good deal. Yeah, be a great deal. Um, trying to go through a lot of these these uh, different things. Um, uh, I guess we'll go ahead. Have we talked much about the abandoned blue box stuff yet? Uh, no, I don't think we have. Okay, screw it. We got time. Um, have you seen much about this? No. So. PlayStation blog post puts out a thing called, hey, new new game from Blue Box Studios called Abandoned. 
Um, survival horror. Looks like it's be cool. Oh, is this the Kojima thing? Yep. Okay, uh, yes, I've heard do a you, lot about. Well, first, this. first, uh, have you heard of Blue Box Games before? No, not at all. No one has. Yeah. Except they're apparently an Apple developer making these weird, stupid apps. Oh, they should get them to make Pokemon now. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and then now they're making a PS5 exclusive. And uh, we're like, okay, sure, whatever. And then people started digging. The CEO is named Hassan Karaman. When you put Hassan, which is I think is like a Turkish name or Danish, mm-hmm. you put it into Google Translate, and you make it turn to Japanese, it's I literally think it's it's either Hideo or Kojima, mm. where it's it's straight up like okay, and um, people were like that's that's not a coincidence, and yeah. people were like whatever, sure, do whatever. Um, a whole bunch of new stuff, you know, the per- Hassan apparently shows up on camera and says, I am not Kojima. And people are like, sure, whatever. Um, <laughs> show us the mask. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's a whole bunch of shit. I think the biggest thing with this is that one, why is PlayStation giving a no name developer a blog post and they're getting a PS5 exclusive while and- indie games have to yeah. pay tens of thousands of dollars to yeah. get on the blog post alone. Yeah. That's so, pretty sus. So it's like, all right, whatever. And then it, when people, when, then they made the tweet, Hey, can you guys guess what our, our new game is called? Cause abandons only the working title starts with an S ends with an L <laughs> and people obviously went silent Hill. Yeah. Like, and it's like, what the fuck else is it going to be? <laughs> yeah. For real. And, um, so people were freaking out, and they finally came out and said, okay, guys, it's not Silent Hill, but no one believed them. Of course. And then, the biggest kicker for me, right? Now, again, I'm keeping my expectations down just in case, but mm-hmm. PlayStation hasn't said anything about it. Kojima hasn't said anything about it. Konami hasn't said... Like, none of these guys have either confirmed or refuted these claims. Mm-hmm. So now it's turning into, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, and then the new Death Stranding trailer drops for the d- director's cut, and Sam's jacket has a Turkish flag on it, which Not is where, a which is where Blue Box is, apparently. Also, all the time when Blue Box tweets, it's in the middle of the fucking night and like in where where they apparently are. Yeah, but, but it's, it's just middle it's, of the it's day. It's the middle Japan. of the working day in Japan, of course. And then. The abandoned, so you can download apparently or preload a a trailer app on your PS5, which already sounds like a Kojima That's some thing. Kojima shit for sure. <laughs> and guess who gets to see it first? Who's that? Japan. The Japanese? Yeah. Yes. So it's turning into, this is very obviously some not, so, it, I'm not going to say it's Kojima, but it's very obvious not Blue Box Games abandoned. It is something we already know what it is. It's an IP we know, and they're just, it's some weird shit. And this is right up Kojima's. Do you remember when Metal Gear Solid 5 was announced and all that shit? Yeah. This screams that. This is exactly like that. Kojima always does this cheeky little bullshit. People figure it out in the first day, and then he's like, no, I completely deny it. And then, like, two weeks later, he's like, it was me all along. And I no got one you. Expected and everybody's it. like, we, we figured it out. No, you didn't. I'm Kojima. <laughs> I made a new genre of game that isn't a third-person shooter, but it is. <laughs> it's a strand game. <laughs> you know what your main weapon is? Piss. 
I loved in the Dunky video about E3 this year where he said, we had 11 strand type games. <laughs> uh, dude, I don't know. I, I, I like this because it's just having fun with it. Mm -hmm. But man, could you imagine if this wasn't a Kojima thing and Blue Box are just hyping their shit for no reason and then it, I it, mean, comes, it, would, it comes out to be just this game called Abandon. It's this weird horror game. It would make made sense on, that they'd want to ride that train as hard as possible bro, to get they, eyes on it. They would kill themselves because it's like, man, no, people are going to be so disappointed when it's not Silent Hill. Yeah. And then apparently today there's a rumor now that the, the most recent abandoned teaser thingy or whatever mm -hmm. might have Snake in the background and people are saying they might be the ones making Metal Gear. And I'm like, it would be Kojima who teases a horror game and then says, psych, I'm doing Metal Gear again. Yeah. Which I will say this. Kojima does Metal Gear, Kojima does Silent Hill. Either of those things are great. If, so I'm going to be happy regardless if either of those happen. I don't give a fuck if it's Silent Hill or Metal Gear because it's Kojima doing something he wants to do. Well, I mean, if we're going back to the, you know, string on a corkboard thing with Kojima. Yep. With the, uh, the director's cut trailer of Death Stranding, he also grabs Snake's box and jumps into it. So Fun fact, apparently, uh, this is a different thing. Mm -hmm. He does not like the director's cut thing because he's like a movie nerd and so he knows what director's cut means and he's like this wasn't a director's cut this is more like a director's plus i just added shit to my game but for <clears throat> it's for, marketing for metal gear 5 director's cut would be an accurate title yeah because konami cut out a shit the ton. whole end of that game so if if that's on the docket for him great question did that game end with that weird vortex in the sky, or was that just survive? That's just survive. Okay, fuck like that Basically, game. what happens there is where that game starts is in the beginning of 5. Okay. Yeah. Cool, whatever. Fuck that game. Yeah, it's, uh, it's garbage. You have to pay $15 to save the game. <laughs> that was the dumbest thing. Like, I, I was, like, kind of cool with it, because I'm like, oh, you know, a game made in the, the Fox engine. It's a great engine. Yeah, it's a really solid engine. I love the way, like, Ground Zeroes and Metal Gear 5, they both look amazing. Mm -hmm. I just wish they, they would have let Raiden use his sword and not a gun. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, <clears throat> But no, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I just... I know this is a Kojima thing, but man, I love it when, like... This has been some of the most fun I've had, because you and me know this stuff with, like, Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, the of, like, speculation. Picking, picking shit out and, like, going, ooh, what is this? Mm -hmm. But, like, I want more game companies to do this, because it's fun. Like, yeah, there's the idea of, like, overhyping it. Yeah. But I, I think there does need to be a sign of, like, you, you have to keep your expectations in check, but also, like, get big brain with it. Yeah, at, at the end of the day, it's really just fan engagement. Um... And we need more of that in general. But with the theorizing and everything, getting people interested in the lore, I think that's a great route for a lot of game companies to go. It's why I'm really excited for Final Fantasy VII. Just because, like, we have a lot to go off of and the possibility of new. Yeah. And they're, they are dropping cryptic hints and kind of saying some things and, like, ooh. So I'm very excited to see where it goes. And it's why it's got me hooked. And also, it's just a good game. Yeah. So, like, you keep making good games with, like, interesting lore. I'm in. Yeah, they're just sprinkling the crumbs for you to follow, and I love that. It's a fun way to also announce a game, because like, to me, there's only two ways you can, you should announce a game. One, 
announce you're doing it and then radio silence until it's ready. Mm-hmm. Or two, you do some like this shit where it's breadcrumb like ooh ooh ooh, and then you announce it and people get hype because I because this this idea of announcing a game and then it's like, well no guys we got a new trailer but it pushed back again. I love that Persona Five in particular. Yeah, um, what I really like to see and I don't see often. Um, particularly Nintendo does it, but when they're like, you know, you have no idea about the project, you know, nothing close to it's ever even popped into your mind. And then one day they just have a presentation and they're like, boom, best shit ever. It'll be out in three months. Yeah. Well, it's my favorite thing with Bethesda. Remember when they announced Fallout 4? Yeah. And they said November. That was a great presentation. Oh, that was, it was their first E3 too. That's what made that really so intense to me. Was I was like, man, you came out the gate dick swinging mm-hmm. with Fallout 4. Granted, most people obviously it's a divisive game, but still, when you when they go, oh by the way, you start the game before the bombs, and it was like, what the fuck? Especially in that time, because um, there was that whole like the vault website that some fan yeah. made with a countdown of like 30 days that people were really hurting for Fallout news, and then that came at the perfect right time. Yep. I, it's funny because like I understand with like Starfield, like a lot of people because Bethesda kind of was forced to announce those games. Yeah. Early, like Starfield and Elder Scrolls Six, and now we have it. It's a year away, but we only got a teaser. Mm-hmm. And I guarantee you, next E three, it's like here's here's Todd Howard in his in his leather jacket, coming in and talking about this game. He's gonna say a curse word, guys. <laughs> I that Microsoft presentation was so good. And I want more like that, but I want, like, you know how, like, we got the Forza deep dive? Mm-hmm. I want that for Starfield next year. Yeah, I, I think I they want definitely... Todd to come out and be like, I'm going to tell you about my space game. I also loved that it was like, all right, here's Todd Howard. Did start. They started it like, hey, here's Todd. See, but that's the Xbox. We got you. And then Todd Howard did his shit, and then he left. He wasn't up there for three hours yeah. while some dickhead in the crowd was just screaming at everyone. Yeah! Saying, Battle Royale in 76! <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, that was the worst E3. Captain Keen. I felt so bad for Grant. He was real mad at that one. <laughs> he got real pissed at that one. Oh, poor Grant. Yeah, but no, like I, this blue box stuff is real fun, and we're we're about to see it soon. They said August tenth, so that's when we're gonna figure out some things. That'll be a good podcast. I want. I wonder how far he's gonna push it, like. Is it going to be abandoned until, like, he has to put marketing stuff out there? Yeah. Like, that's what I'm very interested to see. And also, who who this guy, Hassan Karaman, is if he's going to be, like, or Karaman or whatever, if, if he's going to be in the game. It's just, uh, it turns out just to be, like, Mads Mikkelsen in makeup. <laughs> I would not be shocked I wouldn't either, no. I, I actually, part of me wants to think it's going to be abandoned up until it comes out. And then you start the game, and you're going to have a fucking Metal Gear 2 riding moment. And then it's like, welcome to Silent Hill. (laughs) Uh, Well, this works. Tomorrow, there will be an interview with Hassan Karaman on the All Hub channel. Oh, boy. Uh, As as of right now, I was was watching the live stream they do on their YouTube channel, and they reserved a tweet uh, from one of their staff and said that there will be an interview with Hassan Karaman, the head of Blue Box... Uh, on the channel tomorrow. I'm going to have to watch that when I'm off. So. Yeah, I'm going I'm to have to see what that is about. Uh, there's another thing. Uh, let me see if I can find it. Yeah. 
Alright. Norman Reedus posts the bunny from Silent Hill 3 on Instagram. You know at this point it's happening. Come on, bro. You know what I think would be great? Uh, oh, the post was liked by Hideo. <laughs> They're not even trying. The t- I love the first comment. The torment that Silent Hill fans have to endure is truly agonizing. Because remember when they were announcing like new Silent Hill news and it was just skateboard decks or some shit? Yeah. I felt so bad for Silent Hill fans because it's like, oh, wait, new game? Okay, cool, sure. I guarantee you half the Silent Hill fans probably don't skateboard. Yeah. On, a- on the other hand, though, the Dead by Daylight chapter for Silent Hill, very solid. Oh, yeah? Yeah, like that's the stage is the best in the game in my opinion. Dead by Daylight, low key keeping Silent Hill and Resident Evil like alive. On, yeah. Out. Like, again, there's Capcom's collaborations we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, but hey, there's our. You know what? Screw it. Next, next topic. Aloy's in Genshin Impact now. Yeah. Very so, excited. Yeah, uh, that's cool. And Joey, I've talked to him about it. He's excited about that because she's free. You don't have yeah. to like pull her or do it if she's free. I think you have to get her weapon, I think. but Yeah, I think they'll probably do like quests for that. But yeah. But if you'll remember in my E3 predictions list, one of my predictions was Aloy gets added to another game as a guest character. <laughs> well, it's a bit go. late, but hey. Yeah. Uh, that's... That's really cool, though. I'm very excited about that. That might actually get me to play Genshin a bit more. I love the way they drew her in that style, too. Oh, yeah. It looks so awesome. Very cute. Makes me... I've talked to him, to uh, Joey as well. Capcom, when the second they see money, they're like, hey, 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 hold up. Hey, we, we got characters. Mm-hmm. We, we got collab- collaboration. Come on, please, mihoyo. Just a crumb of collaboration. Just a crumb. Yeah. Give us just a little bit of that money. They, they're all in on that. So, yeah, if they're... I would not be surprised if the second Aloy got announced, Capcom was knocking on the door like, hey, 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 hey. Let us in. <laughs> Let me in. <laughs> we got Dante. <laughs> you you want Dante? Uh, how about Jill? Everybody loves Jill. You Claire? Hey, people. Hey, all, dude, you guys wanted some muscular dudes. Guile. You want a Nemesis boss fight? You want Monster Hunters? Hey, bro, we, we got Monster Hunter bosses. Hey, you want the cute-ass twins from Rise? Dude, we got you. That would actually be kind of sick, having a Monster Hunter raid. That would be awesome, actually. No, I, I think it's cool, though, like, just every time there's collaborations coming, Capcom is, like, the first to knock on the door. They're, they're like, hey, 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 hey. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if next we saw Geralt in there, because he's in everything, too. Soul Calibur Six. And Damon X Machina. And Monster Hunter World. <laughs> this man has gone through some portals, bro. Yeah. He's the just the on... Damon X Machina one was what got me. I was like, what? Why? He's just on some Army of Darkness shit now. Yeah. Also, another Capcom thing. Bro, Darkstalkers is not as big as I think some people want to say it is. Yeah. It's Morgan who's big. Yeah, it's it's all Morgan. I, I challenge anyone listening to this to name one character that isn't Morgan right if, now. If you can name, yeah, if you can think of a character in Dark Stalkers who isn't Morgan right now without looking, that rest I rest my case. I like it that in the Marvel vs. Capcom canon, Spider-Man's definitely piped her like three times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, that's, okay, that's my favorite thing about Spider-Man mm-hmm. is, oh, the Parker luck. Man, he's really down in his luck. Man pulls the hottest Marvel girls. The cream of the crop in New York. 
bro mary jane is fire mm. felicia heart heart hardy yes i was gonna say felicia day that's not who i'm talking about <laughs> felicia hardy black cat he could pull felicia but day he probably could uh felicia hardy fire bro he got with kitty pride in the x-men silk silk well that one was weird but still yeah uh i he has slept with uh not mystique what's her name uh rogue yeah uh while she was wall crawler mystique-esque but still rogue gwen stacy gwen stacy um and then he's got so many bitches he was just like all right miles you can have one of mine I'm not going to say the joke. I'm not going to say the joke. <laughs> I'm not saying that. Oh, this fucked up. Um, all right, moving on. Haha, <laughs> Spider-Man. Um, no, yeah, I, dude, it's so funny to me just because like, oh man, I have rotten luck with women. Oh, I can't pay rent on time. Meanwhile, he's fucking Zendaya in multiple universes. Yeah, in in one other universe where he can read minds, he's fucking date. He's fucking Ray. Yeah, bro. Spider Man can. Spider Man gets it, bro. Like it's to say, like it's funny because like Batman has a lot of women, but it's that's Bruce Wayne, millionaire playboy. That's different. Yeah, Spider Man. Spider Man's broke. Is, as hell. is a broke nerdy college kid. He's what TLC would <clears throat> call a buster, and he's still pulling. Yeah. Oh yeah. What TLC would call a buster? Yes. What about the Busta from Fast and Furious? <laughs> you just another Busta. <laughs> oh man, we still need to watch that. Yeah. Speaking of things we're gonna watch, I, I'm making a point to say this on the podcast, even though I've said it many times. I bought Speed Racer today. Very excited. And uh, fuck it, we're gonna watch that on the podcast because that's that's a good. I've I have never seen it. But everybody in the nerd culture says it's a great movie. BJ pretty much convinced me because I found it at McKay's, fully in the slipcover, everything, mint condition, for $3. And I was like, yeah, screw it, why not? So I want a Cyborg 009 movie made just like that. I just want more movies made like that where it's this goofy, fun, whatever movie. Um, fun fact, uh, I looked this up, directed by the same people who directed The Matrix, the Wachowskis. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. I, I think it looks cool. I, I've seen the trailers, and I remember seeing, like, back when I was a kid, some of it. And, like, I've seen parts of the VFX, because uh, the Corridor crew does, like, the VFX Artist React series. Mm-hmm. And they, they talked about it. They were all freaking the hell out, because they're like, oh, this movie's great. Yeah. So I'm like, I gotta watch it now. And that was people's biggest gripe when it came out, was that they didn't like all the CGI, but it looks fucking great, and it holds up. Yeah, that that's what gets me, is when I was seeing the scenes they were showing on the show, it was like... That looks great. Mm-hmm. Like that's some anime bullshit, and I'm in. Like that and Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. Are like that. Like if you're gonna do a live action anime type thing, that. A hundred percent. Like if they ever did a uh, Yakuza live action, which they have, but if they ever did one, that style. Hell yeah. Um. Speaking of that, I bought oh. it. <laughs> I have a. Uh, the Yakuza Like a Dragon movie, which is based on the first video game. Let me see that. It's uh, it's fully in Japanese, uh, but it's it's one of those uh, it's one of those video game movies that Japan did. Uh huh. Where they might be slightly better, 
because I think this was made in 2007. I like the uh, the anime adaptations that Japan does in live action. Like the Death Note ones are fucking solid. Uh, I think it's many divisive, but like, because I know the the Death Note live action movies you have to watch in Japanese mm-hmm. because they did dub them, which is weird. Um, because I always watch those in sub. Yeah, you have to. But it's, it's very weird watching because you live know person. Well, when, it's one thing when an anime. And, like animation just moves their mouth up and down. Mm-hmm. When a character is clearly not saying the words that are that are coming out of the mouth, it's very it's jarring. Yeah. But uh yeah, that's I just want one good video game movie. You know what I mean? Like I want a good one where it's like I think the pieces are in play for Sonic 2 to be that. I hope. Cuz bro, if Sonic 2 ends and they end with like you see Angel Island or whatever the fuck, and you see Knuckles oh. just sitting there. Oh, he's 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 a much bigger part in it than that. I don't know if you've seen, but uh, there are some set photos that have been floating around where they have these actual models of the characters. Knuckles is in it. To. They have Sonic, Tails, and Knuckles standing next to Ooh. each other in a destroyed street, bro. Yeah. When does that come out? Do we have a, a, a clear date yet or no? I think it's next year. God, I, I want to see that so bad. Yeah, we might have to go see that one together. That will be a once we see it podcast, like podcast after the movie. Mm-hmm. God, like when we are going to do it at some point. It's just we have to wait for nothing to happen. But we're going to do the Final Fantasy VII podcast. Yeah. I feel like we both need to replay that. And so we have like fresh minds about it. Definitely. We're going to do the Final Fantasy VII remake podcast. And we'll probably do... If, if it's big enough, do inter, intermission with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, dude, I'm I'm hyped for the Sonic 2 movie, dude. Me too. I really, I know I know it's not a thing, but did you see that that uh, that picture of, like, the Smash Cinematic Universe? Oh, yeah, Detective with Detective Pikachu, Pikachu Sonic, Sonic. You get a Mario, and it keeps going until you get Smash Brothers. Because there is the Mario movie coming out from Illumination, which I desperately hope to be good. But. Well... I think Nintendo is way more like very involved with Yeah. It. Because did you see did you see all the Super Mario World like the Nintendo Land stuff? Yeah. If they're putting that much effort into the Mario movie, it's good. When uh when that what, actually what? is unveiled in Orlando, I'm going. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I'm going to be there. Uh did you see um well a question. Is Mario should Mario be silent or sp- speaking in that movie? I think you can have a Mario that's soft-spoken, and I think that makes it better. Where so he doesn't do like a full like monologue. Yeah, he doesn't do the the Captain America and the Winter Soldier monologue. <laughs> but um, could you imagine Mario doing a monologue on the terrible parts of racism in America? <laughs> it seems more like a, uh, a Luigi thing to me, but. <laughs> What was the? Oh my gosh! No, 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 no! Oh, please tell me you've seen those uh, the stances on things. Mario's stance. I think it's abhorrent. Like my favorite, <laughs> my favorite one was your thoughts on on like on like child grooming, <laughs> and, and Mario's was like it's abhorrent. It's terrible. It's awful. I hate it. They should be punished. Luigi's if her age is on the clock. <laughs> <laughs> this shit had me dying, bro. <laughs> Yeah, I love those memes. Oh, because they make Luigi the worst person imaginable. <laughs> oh, God, I love it so much. I mean, dude, he snapped because you know Mario's piping Daisy. Yeah, you, I you think know. that's actually part of the lore is that 
it didn't work out with Peach, so he went to Sarasaland to fuck Daisy. And then that's who Rosalina's mother is. Dude, I want someone to break down the Mario lore. Yeah, I would love to get just like a Zelda encyclopedia of Mario. Bro, we need that for Kirby. Yeah, dude. Holy shit. <laughs> like, this man has killed multiple gods. I would, I would love to read just the mythology of Kirby, where I, in the margins it's all pink with little cupcakes and shit. But it's like this, like, <laughs> like Nexonomicron type level writing, sprawling yeah. adventure. I no, I want a Kirby story. It's like a horror story, but from the perspective of someone else <laughs> who like sees it happen, and he's like, this pink thing, <laughs> this fucking monster, and it's like, and it's like, what? When I close my eyes, I hear it. Hi! <laughs> that type of shit, bro. Just make Resident Evil 2 again, but put Kirby instead <laughs> of Mr. X. Yeah. <laughs> bro, oh my gosh. That'd be... <laughs> anyway, I think we're running out of topics, but hey, it is what it is. We we This one's really... We just kind of... You know, it was a whatever podcast today. Not much is coming out. Not much really to talk about. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, Steam Deck was last week, so it's we're getting that quiet before the, before the storm because july is a slow month anyway with the gaming yeah so but we'll, we'll get a lot more coming out obviously everything's coming out in august september october um obviously we got halo infinite this year we've got um we got director's cuts for ghosts with new content and death stranding possibly horizon eh. we'll see well, yeah i'm sure knows. they'll do it i really just don't want them to push it like if it if it's not ready delay yeah do not push it out early because you want to beat out microsoft keep that keep that our games are quality mantra and you'll be fine definitely but yeah uh this has been the cyclist podcast um thank you guys for listening uh don't be was it don't be be a dick don't be an asshole be a dick don't be an asshole be be a dick or don't be activision yeah there's that so definitely avoid that one yeah Uh, But thank you guys for listening, and as always, take it sleazy.